This is a Cato Special Podcast. I'm Caleb Brown. The Baucus bill aimed at changing how Americans get their health care has moved out of a committee, but the bill itself, the legislative language, has yet to be written. According to Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, the Baucus plan means higher taxes and stagnant health care quality. The free market, he says, is not on the table as an option. The fact that the Senate Finance Committee has reported the Baucus bill to the full Senate means nothing in terms of momentum, because you did not have a majority of the Senate Finance Committee saying, hey, we like this bill, let's make it law. What happened was a majority of the members, although a lot of them did not like this bill, a majority figured, hey, our side will win, our perspective will win, we'll get to make the changes we want if we widen the battlefield by taking it to the Senate floor. The problems that have confronted the Democrats all along uh, have not been solved by the Baucus bill. Uh, they haven't gained any additional momentum by reporting that bill to committee. It just means that the fight is has been put off until the Senate floor, and that's when these issues are going to be hashed out. And it's by no means certain that we're going to get a bill. And the bill itself, as of now, does not exist. That's right. The Senate Finance Committee actually doesn't mark up and vote on legislative language. They have what they call a conceptual summary, which is just uh, prose describing what they want the legislative language to do. And uh, there's many a slip between the cup and the lip when it comes to changing that uh, conceptual language into legislative language. For example, the powers that the Baucus bill will give to this new Medicare commission to uh, reduce Medicare spending and ration care. I think that's one of the uh, key areas where it's the uh, the way the language is worded is going to matter a lot. So what's in the Baucus bill? If you like high taxes, if you like higher health insurance premiums, if you like a growing federal deficit, and if you like uh, health care quality that is stagnant, then by all means, vote for the Baucus bill or you know vote for any of the other uh, bills that Congress has, has reported out of committee so far because they're going to do exactly that. The Baucus bill is rife with new tax increases. There's a tax increase on high-cost health plans, and your health plan might be expensive either because you are buying uh, an awful lot of coverage or just because you're sick and you cost a lot to insure. Whatever the case, he'll be taxing you. Uh, there's also a tax in the Baucus bill on sick people uh, with very high medical bills, uh, eliminating an existing deduction for uh, for those people. So if you're uh, very wealthy and have obscenely high medical bills, this bill will be taxing you. If you have uh, low income or modest income and you still have high medical bills for someone uh, uh, of, of your means, this bill will be taxing you. There are taxes on medical products. There are... Uh, the the very centerpiece of the bill, which is a health insurance mandate, is itself a tax. President Obama's economic advisors, Larry Summers and Sherry Gleed, have likened that to a tax, and that imposes marginal tax rates that rise uh, as the mid, as pe- middle class people increase their earnings. Um, what about the spending cuts? Well, uh, the Congressional Budget Office has said that this bill will be deficit neutral, or actually it will reduce the deficit by $81 billion. But they had a caveat in there. They said if this bill is implemented as it is written right now, or as the conceptual language is written, then it will reduce the deficit. But Senator Baucus is counting on Congress allowing cuts to the Medicare program that Congress has 
delayed and blocked every year since 2003. No one believes that Congress is going to let those cuts take place. But Senator Baucus relies on the savings from those cuts in order to pay for his health care plan. So what the CBO essentially said was, yes, assuming that the sun rises in the West from 2012 through 2019, this bill will reduce the deficit. It will not reduce the deficit. Those cuts won't materialize. Most of the other cuts that uh, Senator Baucus includes in his bill are also questionable because year after year, the special interests who earn their living off of that government spending will uh, lobby to push those cuts back. The, the very real th- threat this bill poses is that we're going to get an exploding deficit and then Congress is going to come back in a couple of years and say, you know what? The tax increases that we put into this bill weren't enough and we weren't able to make the spending cuts that we thought we were going to make. We need something like a value-added tax, a brand new broad-based federal tax that's going to be hidden from consumers and give us European-style tax rates in the United States. President Obama said in March that he would have absolutely no problem making uh, health insurance reforms that were entirely consistent with uh, the marketplace. In fact, if we can do it just through the market, he said that would be uh, fine by him. What ideas are on the table among leadership in the House and Senate that actually would enhance the marketplace for health care, for health insurance? There are no ideas on the table that would uh, be an improvement over the status quo, nothing that would expand market competition. There's a lot of rhetoric about expanding market competition because uh, the uh, congressional leadership and President Obama are talking about health insurance exchanges. And an exchange sounds wonderful. I mean, I it, but when most people think of an exchange, they think, I give an insurance company money, they give me health insurance coverage and protect me from financial ruin if I get sick. That sounds like a fine exchange. But what the president means when he says exchange is you exchange the health insurance you have right now for a plan designed by the government with higher premiums, higher taxes, and you might not even be able to keep the doctor that you have. So I don't think that there's anything, given what Congress wants to do, the direction that they're headed with health care reform, I don't think there's anything good that can come out of uh, this Congress in terms of health care reform. If you believe that Congress and the president were serious about enhancing the marketplace for health care and health insurance, what would you recommend that they do? There are two basic steps that Congress needs to take if they're serious about health care reform, bringing down costs, expanding coverage, improving the quality of care. And, and those two steps are these. One, they need to change who controls the money. So the consumers are spending their own money on health insurance and medical care. And number two, they need to tear down barriers to competition, principally by letting people purchase insurance across state lines, but also by letting medical practitioners, clinicians, doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, take their licenses across state lines. Um, With regard to letting consumers control their own money, right now, uh, consumers only control about Oh, one quarter or less of the our, the health insurance do- dollars in the United States. Employers control another quarter. The government controls about half of that money. That money needs to be returned to the consumer. In terms of senior citizens, that, that means that Medicare should give them a voucher uh, that they can use to purchase health insurance. That voucher can be age adjusted. It can also be adjusted for their, I'm sorry, uh, adjusted for their income so that Poor people get larger vouchers. It could also be adjusted for their medical risk so that sick people get larger vouchers to help them afford health insurance. 
and then let seniors choose from any plan on the market. We don't need this whole uh, Medicare apparatus controlling prices and 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 imposing exchange controls on on the marketplace. Congress also needs to reform with for with regard to people under age sixty five. Congress needs to reform the tax code in order to let them control their health insurance dollars. Right now, the average worker with employer sponsored insurance sacrifices control, surrenders control over $10,000 of their earnings to their employer that the employer uses to purchase health insurance. If we reform the tax code so there's no more tax preference for employer-sponsored insurance, workers would get get to control that money. And they would be able to use that to purchase any health plan on the market without penalty, secure health insurance that would stay with them between jobs. And if they also have the freedom to purchase health insurance from across state lines, they can avoid unwanted regulatory costs. And what these reforms would do is they would reduce the number of uninsured, they would reduce the cost of health care, improve the quality of health care by greatly enhancing competition, and it wouldn't cost the taxpayers a thing in terms of new taxes, there would be no new government subsidies required, and we wouldn't have to create these monstrous health care bills that are raising taxes and spending $2 trillion of the taxpayers' money over the next 10 years. Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of the Cato book, Healthy Competition. You can get your copy at Cato.org.